Squeeze My Bum. Hey, it's unemployed radio personality, Dead Air Dennis, and you are watching The Ego's Last Stand. When I come around, got the whole thing wobbing. We're back for another episode of The Ego's Last Stand. I'm Josh Armand. Joined always with me is the amazing, the incredible Brady Nicole. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell you what, we've got a fantastic episode uh, this time. We've actually interviewed this gentleman uh, at a Comic-Con before, and uh, I've had the pleasure of uh, starting to get to know him, and I invited him to come down to be here. He is an actor. Uh, he's a promoter, um, most, mostly known for being a wrestler. Al Snow is in the house. Yeah, also funny. a magician for the blind. Magician for the blind? Yeah, yeah. Dude, that is amazing. They love card tricks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I just got to say to die after every trick, they don't know anything happen. <laughs> I, like, I like the people that take uh, blind people out hunting. Isn't that, that, that's always a good thing, right? That's brilliant. Eternal question, why do we have Braille on a drive-thru? That is, that is a really good question. It's and terrific. terrifying. Very terrifying. <laughs> uh, I saw actually on a McDonald's drive-thru, it said, uh, you know, we, we do have Braille. Yeah. Who's reading that? Yeah. And <laughs> who's letting them drive? Right. I think it's great. It's 2020. You got to line up. ATMs, they have. You know, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you gotta be, you gotta feel independent. You know. You do. Independent yeah. women. Independent women. Yeah. Independent blind women. They're letting women drive now. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening so, there? I Slow wish they down. <laughs> what about talk about a new millennium? Whoa. This is crazy talk now. <laughs> Have you seen, Next, um, you're gonna want to vote. I mean. <laughs> There's a, uh, a, I think it's a newer app. At least it's new that I've seen. It's uh, you, you download and you partner up with a blind person, and then you put the. Uh, it's connected to the glasses they wear, I think. And there's like a camera, and you turn it on, and then you um, tell them what they're seeing. Oh. I thought, how much fun could you have with that? Like, that's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> My God, look at the boobs. <laughs> <laughs> there must be 307 yeah, you're of them. Staring at them right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, like, I would love to, to, to have like a, a transcript of some of those that have gone very wrong. Oh, yeah. That sounds amazing. That, that sounds like it'd be a great TV show, right? We should pitch that. Shark <laughs> Tank? You, you, could, Listen, you, you could be the host. I watched Man vs. Bear. I realized <laughs> you can put anything on the air. That's well, that the is. most insipid, stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Definitely. And I've seen a lot. And it, Man vs. Bear was just. Oh, there's a, a gal from Versailles, which is where I'm from, uh, that was on there recently. Man versus, Man versus Bear? Mm -hmm. Really? Woman. Oh. Speaking of independent blind women. And, and was she an independent blind She's woman? Dead She's dead now. She's dead, of course. <laughs> Our condolences I mean. to the family. Yeah. They <laughs> forgot to roofie the bear that day <laughs> on filming. Right. It's unfortunate. but yeah. She's what we call bear scat at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I still, I still like that guy that... Uh, he, he was befriending all the, the big Kodiaks up there and like. And then what a shock. I yeah, mean. they ate him. Yeah. It's like, oh, you, a, a he's show, just grumpy today. There's a show on Animal Planet and it's, it's called, I call it Duh, because it's people that own exotic pets, like somebody owned a monitor lizard and always the end of the story is it ate him. You know, yeah, I think like, that's brilliant. Duh. Like, yeah. of course, that's what's going to happen. I, I thought we were friends. Oh, I, it's a beautiful <laughs> snake. It's a snake. Right. A very large one. They're going to eat you. That's laying beside me. No, it's not sizing you up to see right. exactly. if you can fit. How, how, how much it can yeah. squeeze you to your dead. <laughs> Swallow you. <laughs> you wake up and it's on your legs. Oh, look, he wants to play. Oh, so cute. <laughs> no, it's not. I think that's great. Yeah. My All wife right. used to have snakes before I met her. But thank God they are now gone. Um, what kind of snakes did she have? Like corn snakes or something. She was like, oh, one would get out once in a while. And I'm like. I'd be at the red roof. I'm not Absolutely. Home. Right, right. I'm not I, coming home that night. I don't do snakes. I don't do spiders. I don't do snakes. Nope. Agreed. Those, yep. are, those are the things that's no, no, no. Yeah. My favorite meme was uh, the guy, uh, there was a spider crawling across his floor in his kitchen, and he smacked it with a broom, and like thousands of little babies <gasps> came out. Yeah. Yes. And he runs out of his house, turns on the flamethrower, blows the house up, and then runs over here, goes up in space, and blows earth up. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, no, no, no. No. Nope. Thank you. Yeah, that would be disturbing. It's a hard pass for me on that. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, no, me I'm not too. doing that. Uh, so talk a little bit about the uh, wrestling stuff. We got to because, okay. you know, you're here and you're kind of an authority on the subject. So, you know. I, I, I've been able to pull it off for a long time. A long time. Let people believe that I am. But. Uh, 1982? 82. 82 is when you started. And uh, you went with uh, Oli and were you, were you originally with them? No, I went down to uh, do a tryout um, with them. They were uh, holding up like a 
little small camp or whatever. Really, it was just, you know, let's see if we can beat everybody's ass and then take their money. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. Which was fine. But, uh, yeah, that was in, the, in October of 1982. I took a 24-hour Greyhound bus ride to Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah. Um, I realized then that uh, instead of putting the people in prison, they should just let them ride the bus. Sure. Because oh, there's yeah. no yeah. more cruel and unusual punishment than if you've ever had to take a, a long bus trip. It is a nightmare. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no wonder that guy up in Canada years ago snapped and cut people's heads off. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? So, I mean, that's the mood you're in after a long bus trip. Oh, though. yeah. Yeah, I got out of basic training in uh, 91, and I had to take a, a bus all the way back to New Haven, Connecticut. So I went from South Carolina to New Haven, Connecticut on a bus. And I was trained to kill people at that point, so <laughs> I was having thoughts. I was having thoughts. I have no doubt. I have no doubt. I can still remember stopping out in the middle of nowhere and, like, Mennonite – I think they were Mennonites. Yeah. They, they couldn't be Amish because the so it's Amish life, the Mennonites. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Um, they got on the bus, and the whole bus smelled like wet sod. <laughs> and they literally rode for, like, ten miles – and then we stopped out in the middle of nowhere again, and they all got off. And then, well, you saved them an eight-hour journey. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> apparently. Yeah, they would have lost four kids of dysentery. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Just in that little. It's they, nothing to you, but they're literally a reenactment of the Oregon Trail Absolutely. every time. Beat <laughs> a child on the way to the store. Yeah. Well, that's the but the Mennonites can drive. They just right. you know, the Amish can't. The right. Amish take their horse and buggies. Yeah, the Amish literally. You watch them peel slugs off or you know leeches off their kids. We're finished bleeding him now. We, yeah. <laughs> he's dry. He, he only had the sniffles. No, no, no. Put another one on. Put another gotta, make, gotta make sure. Gotta make sure he's completely drained. As, as my buddy says, we're in the middle of a 900-year uh, exploration of what leeches can do for you. Absolutely. So. <laughs> that was like how long leech, leeching was around 900 years. I know. That's yeah. crazy. And they still, some people still think that they do serve a medicinal purpose. So. Well, yeah. they still do bloodletting. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like. Uh, that's, that's nuts to me. We've got to let the bad blood out. I what? what do you do? Keith Richards, that's the only way he survives. Yes. Well, they literally like oil. You change it in his car. Absolutely. 5, Absolutely. Yeah. Let, when you tell me I have to let the bad blood out, I'm like, so get rid of my mother in law. Is that what we got to do? <laughs> Just let her go. I let put her, her down. Go. Just, you know, bring her out back. Hey, do something. We, we put pets to sleep. That's all I'm saying. That's yeah. I believe in euthanasia. I do. I I totally do. Yeah. I see. I like little Asian kids. Well, see, I. <laughs> <laughs> you set them up. I knock them down. That's right. That's right. No. no. I didn't even took me. A, I'm sorry because I had a bit of a drive today, and it took me a second. I was like. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I started talking. And I was like, wait a second. That was good. <laughs> and t- not until you kind of went. I went. Oh, no, it's all, you yeah. know, got That's a thinker, guys. All the pieces <laughs> coalesced. Now, uh, d- of course, your your career has traveled through all the major agencies. Yeah. Um, you've you've been through them all. You've been involved with all of them, whether back of the house, front of the house, uh, you know, in the ring, mm-hmm. uh, getting slammed around. Yeah. Um, you know, it, what was funny, and I mentioned this to you before we started recording, uh, Mick Foley, who uh-huh. I know you're, you're friends with, um, he actually was on the stage. And I apologize doing to all the audience. Comedy. <laughs> yeah. And listen, when, back, you know, we were wrestling together, and he'd say, I want to be a stand-up comic. We'd all just laugh and laugh. You know, and For now he reasons. is one, and nobody's, nobody's laughing. laughing. So. <laughs> and I'm sure he mentioned me, because for some reason, and I, I'm telling you, like, it borders on, like, sexual... He is so obsessed. I mean, he can't have a conversation without bringing my name up. When he was the president, God, he br- he brought you up all Constantly. the time. And everybody's like, "Do you get upset?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> I don't," because that keeps my name alive. <laughs> sure. It does more for me than if I were to have like a, a an episode on America's Most Wanted. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. That is awesome. Um, of course, we have to talk about head. Okay. Because uh, that's it. Was I was br- hoping you would bring it. Oh, and does it have listen, a name? They don't appreciate being called it, okay? <laughs> you know what? I'm only, sorry. Only they can refer to yeah. each other as That's it. That's their word. So I, you don't get catty, they won't, okay? <laughs> and I don't like to bring them places where there's alcohol because once they start drinking, uh, it's, it's a mess. Over. We're out whoring around all until 5, 6 in the morning. So. Does it, do, do, do they? <laughs> <Better> watch. <laughs> I'm telling you, they, they will get hot. Uh, 
Head. I think I didn't bring Has it. it a name? No, they, they don't because they have multiple personalities. And if you give one up, you got to name them all. Well, that's fair. So you, you that's fair. That. That's, that becomes a hassle. So, what, what a brilliant move, though, as far as wrestling <laughs> is concerned. Because it, it was it was a, a hook. I mean, and you ended up finding what, – when did it, you found it, like, during one of the matches outside of an alley or something? No, no, no. We met in New Britain, Connecticut. <laughs> um, Through an ad service. Yeah, of course. No, no, we didn't do anything like that. I just found them, you know, at, at New Britain, Connecticut, and we met eyes. and. Love at first sight, and we've yeah. been together ever since. That's I, beautiful. I get a little bitchy sometimes, but it's still um, it was brilliant. <laughs> but you know, it's it's the most important thing for for any whether you're a wrestler, if you're a performer of any sort, is you're you have to realize what you're selling, which mm-hmm. is you're not selling what you do, you're selling who you are. Right. And um, you know, and and especially in wrestling, because they can't physically relate. To what we do in the ring, they, right? They relate to who we are and why we do it. Yeah. And and that was the thing that I, I I struggled with for so many years is I was had never had a definable personality except for different times in my career. And when I did, I had the most success. And for you know, luckily that was a way that I could channel all of my at that time very bad attitude and uh, frustration. And that way it came across more real. Yeah, absolutely. It was me. Very smart. Man. And I just used it to vo- voice that. Yeah. I mean, but you have to do that, though, in wrestling. You've got to find something. Absolutely, you have to find your voice. You have to to because, you know, uh, football, baseball, basketball have enormous audiences for only one reason, and that's because we've all done them. Yeah. Even if you've just done it in your backyard or you've done it in your driveway, you've you've played those. That's why soccer has a bigger audience around the rest of the world than it does here. You know, that's why hockey's bigger in Canada than it is anywhere else. Yeah. Not to mention it's colder up there. Um, And i got to say... Look, if we're going to build a wall, let's build it north. I'm okay they, with that. Because they look like us, they sound like us, but they're not us. They'll they're sneak right us. in. Yeah, they sneak in all the time. No, thank but, you. Uh, and they're a lot nicer. That's how you can tell they're much more polite. Yeah, they, I have no time for that. They, no. they literally, their disagreement is, I'm going to give you something and apologize. That's that's their disagreement. Yeah, it's, it's a hat, not yeah. a toque. Yeah. Smart enough. Um, <laughs> they're like our na- upstairs neighbor, and we're having a great party down here, and they're not invited. So. Right. Yeah. Um, but you've got you've got to find that voice and you've got to find that character because in, in wrestling, uh, if you've never been inside a ring, you don't realize how much that hurts. Um, no matter what we do, people are going to think it's fake. It's very physical. I mean, it, it, it's insanely so. physical, even more so than it looks. I'm sure. Yeah, there, there's wrestlers that have died doing it. Sure. I mean, so yeah. I mean, they have to understand that. Yeah, you guys are agreeing not to actually kill each other. What's the intent? But that- that we're trying to convince people of, not the moves. Right. Yeah. Because they won't relate to the moves. That's yeah. why even in UFC, if you've noticed, they've changed the rules to create a situation where the guys stand up more and fight. Right. Because once they go down on the mat, the audience gets lost because they yeah. don't relate to Yeah, they don't understand the, the manipulations. Grappling. It's yeah. like the, the cartoon, when the cartoon people fight, mm-hmm. and it's just a, a ball of dust, and you're like, you know, you see arms and limbs flying, and then it's over. <laughs> yeah. And every time they go down there, it's just like fighting pig pen. Yeah. <laughs> <ball of> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but you can relate to being, you know, to the punching, to the kicking. And Absolutely. You see it visually. So that's why they've changed the rules to try to broaden an audience. And But for wrestling, it's it's absolutely essential that you have that persona, that personality that an audience can describe to their friends and family in a sentence or less. I, I love about, about wrestling more than the other contact, you know, fighting kind of thing. I'm, I'm real big into sports, you can tell. <laughs> I, I, I live for the backstory and the drama and sure. the, the storyline that goes along with it because, you know, it's not just two gentlemen, you know, squaring up. It's like, oh, well. <laughs> You know, he shouldn't have done that, so I'm on his side. And Kicked his mother down the stairs. Yeah, that's yeah, I want to see him beat the other guy. I up. love the, the storylines that go with it. I it, can appreciate that as a woman. What I what I really like about what you just said is it, it really – that's so much like stand-up comedy because mm-hmm. you have to find your voice right. before you're, you can really be definable. Yeah. And uh, it, that's interesting that they're – You have to create that persona. Stand-up yeah. comedy is very similar in a lot of ways performance-wise to yeah. – to wrestling because you're you're in direct relationship with the audience and you have to connect and there's a lot of a lot of sense of timing mm-hmm. and pacing and, and most of know. it's bullshit so yeah. <laughs> look at that full circle ladies and gentlemen I mean literally like stand up comedy is premise based it's not truth based right you know and wrestling is premise based it's based on the fact that this heel and this face don't like each other so well it's it's you know for wrestling it's it's the totally a context of it being a competitive situation that 
that we're prize fighters, much like a boxer or an MMA fighter. Sure. And the only the only thing we're really trying to convince the audience is that that win has that win has gravity. That loss has consequence. And, yeah. And then we do the old stories backstage. I kicked his mother down the stairs because now that win and loss has a personal feel to it. Sure. Yeah. We, we're more invested. We want to see the you know our hero triumph and and win and get justice for me kicking his mom down the stairs and and it's funny because like everybody is involved in that story like the commentators know everything and they kind of egg things on the ref is involved with what's going on and it's really it's it's a it's a big three-ring circus with just this huge story plot that everybody's in it's a big theater production yeah and it's it's fascinating to me but i mean there's a reason why a lot of wrestlers don't make it into old age is because i mean you batter your body like that physically yeah Yeah. it's, it's it's and we don't have an off season. No. Know, and, uh, you know, playing for the NFL and all that's incredibly physically challenging. But the difference is that you, for the NFL, uh, they've sold the team. So you as a fan buy a ticket to see the team win. Right. As wrestlers, you're the product. Yeah. Not the team. You're yeah. your own team. And yeah. So you're on the road 250 days a year. You come to Lexington, Kentucky. Um, People in Lexington, Kentucky, don't care that you've been on the road for the last few right. days. Sure. That you're beat up, you're tired, you're sore. Um, you might have the flu. They don't care. They saw what you on TV, and they want to get what they saw on TV. Sure, absolutely. And they show up here in Lexington, and uh, you know, and you've got to maintain a certain physique. You've got to 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It just never stops. Yeah. So, but if you're passionate about it, you know, it's it's something that you are driven to do. Then you know, it's a it's awesome way to make a living. I mean, I, I haven't had to grow up. So that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on vacation for 38 years. It's it's fantastic. And you've got to travel all over the world. Yeah, and, uh, that's that's amazing. Short of, I just have to go to Antarctica, put my feet down. Then I've been on all seven continents. Wow, that's amazing. Um, you know, I've been. I think it's 38, maybe 39 different countries. At last count. Wow. Uh, I've been on. Six or seven safaris in South Africa, oh. ridden snowmobiles over a glacier in Iceland. Uh, That's badass. I mean, you know, I would never have I had that opportunity or gotten to see those things or even you know meet you guys if it wasn't for the fact that I go fake fight other men in my underwear for money. So. <laughs> Same. I've never heard. Rest- <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> your YouTube channel got shut down. Though. I yeah, know. So. I know. <laughs> it was the wardrobe slips, I think. You know. Well, of the guys. What are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> well, she knows how to pick them. Yep, yep, yeah. That's she's, why those wardrobe slips. You know? she's, she's not scared. Not, not at, at all. all. Nope. She said she was afraid of snakes, but clearly not boa constrictors. No. no not no. at all. Or anacondas. No. Yeah. no she, the ones that choke her out, she doesn't like. The ones that spit, she's fine with. Oh, I'm no. fine with that. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Just God. be careful of the eyes. That's right. Yeah. Never stare directly in them. No. No. Or that one. We were at that one. Yeah. Just the brown eye. The <laughs> two two blue eyes, one brown eye. It'll scare you if it winks at you. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, best wrestling match, in your opinion, that you had the most fun with, it was most dramatic to you. One uh, you got done, you were in the locker room, recovered after when you were like, holy crap, that was amazing. Yeah, it's so hard to pick one out. I couldn't pick. Like, I was looking through like going through my head i was looking through online i was like i can't find one that i think is just amazing it's like above no i meant i meant one was like i could just say this is the most amazing one i couldn't uh, uh, it, it's, it's, that came out so bad <laughs> you know i didn't mean it like that oh my god you hit me as hard as my wife did she did too a couple nights ago i i come home about Writing TV, so I write TV like I do it late at night, so I'm about 10:30, and then I get done about two or three o'clock in the morning for the to write the following week's TV. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Thursday night I go. They the guy I have an assistant, and then I invite some of the students if they want to sit in, and they can understand how it works and why it works. Because as a performer, the first thing they do is they say, "Well, well, he likes this guy, and you know, right, the, he doesn't like me." And like, I hate all of you. So, <laughs> let's be clear. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> Come sit down, and you'll you'll understand how this works. Um, so I get, uh, I, you know, she texts me. I'm going to bed. I said, okay, I'll kiss you night when I get home. Come in. So I come in, and I go to go to bend over to kiss her, and she's got a pillow on her face, and all of a sudden she goes, fuck, and just 
punches <laughs> straight up and catches me underneath the jaw. What a gal. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Holy crap. I love that. Yeah, teeth clacked. I didn't even have my jaw clenched. I mean, it came out of nowhere. What a cute couple. And she goes to kung fu classes, and I'm like, you're going to stop that. <laughs> you I can't wait to tell the, my sensei how it did. I almost knocked my husband out. I almost knocked him out last night. <laughs> if it wasn't for the cat holding me up, I'd have been down. Aww. Yeah. Um, but anyway, back to um, the, the most amazing yeah. fight that you, that you felt. It's, you I know, think that was it. It was, that that was, was the fact that, that was... I survived it. You know, last time I got hit like I was, I got kicked in the face in Japan. Good so, lord. Um, <laughs> the uh, it's it's a hard question to answer, and the reason I, you know. Nick and I actually argued about this not too long ago because he's like, "Oh, you get it. You always get a cop out." And I'm like, "No, if you know, when you do what you love to do, like just going out there and doing it every time is like the best thing in the world." For me. Sure. You know, I can see. I that. mean, there are nights, and the thing, and it's hard to explain um, to somebody that's not done it. But there are nights that, and this is what keeps you hooked, that keeps you wanting. And I'm sure, like you guys will understand, being stand-up is very much like wrestling where you uh, you'll have a moment with your audience well I'll have a moment in the, I'll have a match in a ring where we don't have to talk we don't have to everything happens when it needs to happen the way it needs to happen at yeah. the right time for the right reason and the audience reacts just as much as you want them to not too high not too low they stand up they laugh they cry and then they what we in our vernacular they pop yeah they pop their nut um, you know, at the end, and, yeah, and, and it's you don't hurt; it just happens. You know, you're you're you come back and you're energized and like you're not tired. You're just it, I mean, it's the most it's the most incredible high you can ever experience. And that when you have one like that, it just is what keeps you wanting to do it again and do it again and you know, yeah. just re-experience that moment over and over. So it's definitely a lot like comedy because yeah. that's that's yeah, yeah exactly I'm sure how it is you're with a live audience. You yeah. Know? Um, you get that energy. You feed off that stuff. Yeah, and you don't, and you know, and, and you don't have to think, and you just say the right things at the right time, and they laugh just enough to where you want them to, not mm -hmm. too much to pace the show out, and, you know. And, and wrestling's very much the same way. I mean, it's that's awesome. You know, so to to pick, there have been I've been lucky enough to have lots of those moments um, in different places over the years, but you know, to just go well, that one, that, that was definitive. Like that, was sure. It. Well, see, so, you know, your host isn't that good at picking questions, apparently. <laughs> no, it, it, it gives me a chance to... No, I wanted to get myself back for, well, for <laughs> fucking up how I said that. <laughs> um, we're going to take a commercial break. Uh, we're going to be right back with Al Snow and Brandon Nicole. The first comedy was second to none. The comics are waiting, so join in the fun. What's up, Kentucky? This is Rex Chapman. I've struggled with addiction in the past. Today, I'm often asked where someone can turn for help. Bridgeway Institute Kentucky offers NAD Plus IV therapy to end addiction without horrible withdrawals. I've used NAD Plus. NAD Plus is a revolutionary treatment that helps heal the brain-destroying disease of addiction. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, visit Bridgeway Institute at bridgewaywellnessgroup.com. You might just be the one to save a life. That's bridgewaywellnessgroup.com. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> I love catching like that. Uh, for those of you in the audience, ta-da. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking with Al Snow and Brandon Nicole. and we're just, me out of it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, you're, I'm never leaving you out of it. The last time I left you out of you, what, I, get, I don't get a break? <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> that true. is true. Yeah. true. yeah, I learned my lessons. Yeah. I listen to women. That's why I've been married as long much. as I've been married. Good job. Yeah, I know how to say yes, ma'am. That's, 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 that's important. That's important. That's it. Yeah. 
Um, so we were talking about uh, definitively trying to pick out, and <clears throat> you described, I mean, I think perfectly why you can't do that, right. why you can't pick one specific thing. A uh, question I always wanted to know, though, uh, Marty Janetti. Now, yeah. I know you, you got paired up with the new rockers uh -huh. and all that. Um, now, you know, I, I grew up in the 80s, and I watched the original Rockers with, you know, Shawn Michaels and him and that whole breakup when Shawn went heel and yeah. all that. And then Marty came back. Now, Marty kind of disappeared after that. Mm -hmm. And, like, I didn't I – didn't, now, I, I watched, you know, WCW and WWF. E, what is it? Um, <laughs> switch that shit on me. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't change that. Uh, <laughs> Don't change that. But, I, you know, I, I didn't see more. I don't know what, what happened to him. But when he came back, you guys were together for uh, – it wasn't a terribly long time. About a year. I yeah. Think. Yeah. And uh, did he just disappear again? I mean, mm -hmm. He had went to WCW at that time. Okay. Uh, right after we had had the run as the new rockers. And, uh, <clears throat> and then – but a lot of people don't like – they do more so now because of the, uh, the Internet and everything like that. Um, which it's not just used for porn, but uh, what? I'll be stunned. I know. Um, he traveled overseas and ah. did a lot of overseas tours, and you know, and uh, other countries and things. Whenever he would, you know, but he, I think he had been. I think he holds the record. He maybe the Iron Sheik has now beaten him as far as the number of times he was brought back to WWF and then released and then brought back. Oh wow! Yeah. And then released yeah. and then brought back. So. Wow. Um, because he's really, honestly, like, uh, you know, uh, in wrestling, they all, well, you don't want to be the Marty Jannetty of the team or whatever. Oh, because wow. Shawn I didn't know Michaels, that. you know, eclipsed him. Yeah. But he, quite honestly, was probably the real talent and the real backbone of the team. Yeah. You know, um, Shawn went on to do more in a more prominent fashion, but uh, I think Marty, you know, is very underrated as far as his. Just talent. a really good wrestler. A very. Yeah. Very, and his, his ability in, in the ring. Yeah. Is, who, who, who's your favorite wrestler? You had to have one. Oh, I had uh, lots of guys um, back in the day. Uh, I'm always the older I get, the more I'm a fan of Jerry Lawler and just how, how much of a genius. Loved him. Yeah, he is as a as a performer. Um, uh, uh, Austin Idol was a, I was a big fan of back in the uh, early '80s, and uh, you know Dusty Rhodes. Uh, you know, God rest his soul. Uh, I was always, I was I ended up being good friends with him, Kerry Von Erich. Oh wow! Um, you know, I always thought he was you know he was charismatic and very talented. That's the Texas Tornado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Mr. Wrestling too, um, I thought was very you know it turns out like you know in for some performer for some wrestlers, um, you know the, the key for them is to to, to discover that voice or who yeah. they are is to put a mask on them. You know, sure. hide their identity, which then really lets them explore, explore, and exploit their who they really are on the inside. So they don't, they're not self-conscious anymore. Now, I mean, I know you you did a little bit of that. Like you were what Shinobi, I want to uh -huh. say, yeah. yeah. And uh, um, you had a couple times doing some luchador stuff. Like you would come down and then put a mask on. Oh, that was that um, was an idea that didn't go anywhere. Um, <laughs> But, I just uh, remember you doing it. <laughs> yeah, I did it once. Vince, you know, that was when I came into uh, WWF at the time, and he had this the idea, you know, of coming out, not wearing the mask, putting the mask on, and transforming into a superhero or whatever. Yeah. Because at the time, Mortal Kombat was really ultra popular. Yes. And uh, Power Rangers mm. were yeah, yeah. super popular. And, and I remember having the conversation with him. You know, he was talking about uh, Mortal Kombat was out on tour, and they had just sold out the Radio City Music Hall, like, and they re-upped it again, and mm -hmm. it was sold out every night. And that was what the idea of the gimmick was, to yeah. try to emulate that somehow in the ring. Sure. Um, and it just, you know, it didn't work because um, I had been a, a bad guy, quote-unquote, sure. you know, and literally had just gotten uh, done with a run where I was a basically an arrogant chicken shit heel <laughs> in, in, a, in Smoky Mountain, the regional company. And then now all of a sudden I'm this guy that just comes out and there's no definable personality other than you put the mask on. And, yeah. You know, and to his credit, like you know, Shane Helms, uh, the Hurricane, you know, he did something similar to that. And yeah. He was able to do it very well because it was he did a superhero. Yeah. And that wasn't that wasn't the description that I was given. It was just you wear you want you carry the mask out, wear it, and then you're just the guy with it. the mask. And I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> but that's up to me to then. 
you know, take advantage of sure. that opportunity. And, and at the time, I just yeah didn't, wasn't there for you. Yeah, it didn't click. Didn't work. Do you have uh, do you have any like mentors in the business that that kind of took you under your wing in the beginning? Or? Uh, uh, Jim Cornette. Um, love Jim. God, and I love then, him. Uh, the guy that trained me, Jim Lancaster. Um, uh, my former partner, Mickey Doyle. He had been around since in the seventies, and um, you know, I learned a lot from him. Yeah, spending time with him. Yeah, so. that's that's pretty badass, man. You had a hell of a career. Oh, I've had a lot of fun. Yeah, and it's still going. I mean, you're still doing it. You're you're involved in the Ohio Valley. Uh, about a year, uh, June of 2018, I bought my partner and I bought uh, Ohio Valley Wrestling. Yeah. Um, and we uh, have an umbrella company we call Gladiator Sports Network that we promote both boxing and uh, we operate Ohio Valley Wrestling. That's Maryland. badass. Um, and we just last at toward the end of the fall of last year. Took us about a year to do it. Um, we're the first uh, wrestling school that is actually accredited uh, by the state of Kentucky. Oh, that's That's awesome. That yeah. is cool. So nobody, no, there's no other one in the world. We're the only one in the world. That's, that's phenomenal. That's actually accredited as an actual two-year trade school. That's so badass. We, yeah. I want to. I wanted to one create standards for wrestling because there are none. Yeah. Um, right. Which is ridiculous, but. <laughs> <laughs> you would think after all this time uh, there would be, yeah. It'd yeah. be some kind of standard, but it's right. not. It's like you have a pulse, you have somebody, ah, come on in. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, <laughs> But I wanted to teach not just uh, in-ring skills, mm-hmm. um, uh, but also we teach all the backstage, the event management, uh, production, uh, lighting, sound, That's very camera important. operation. Yeah. So that at the end, of, if for whatever reason when their careers are over, because we have so many that uh, wrestlers that you know when they stop wrestling, I mean, what are, what are you going to do? do? Yeah. You know, I'm for me. I mean, I've been doing it 38 years. Am I going to walk in and you know apply for a job? And go, like, oh, what have you been doing for the last 30 some years? Well, I've been fake fighting men for my, in their underwear for money. And they'll be like, <laughs> hashtag. Mm. <laughs> if you've not created that hashtag yet, I you need yet. to create it. But the, <laughs> I don't think you're going to find a spot for me. You know what I mean? It's going to be kind of tough unless I'm just saying hello at Walmart. But um, but giving them the additional skills allows them to continue to pursue a career within the industry. That's very um, well-rounded. Yeah, I think that's brilliant. And not to mention perf- makes them better performers. Absolutely. Because they, uh, they know better yet how to exploit or take advantage of the opportunity of being on live TV. And again, this is another parallel with comedy. Um, like when I first got into comedy, I got a job here yeah. at Comedy Off Broadway because I wanted to understand how the back house worked, mm-hmm. get an opportunity to network and talk with people and see how things were actually run. Yeah. And when you know the back house, the, the front house, it, it's just like you said, it enables you to exploit things that you wouldn't know otherwise. You wouldn't, you wouldn't realize it as a performer being up here. You'd think, you know, because. Let's face it, we can't see the forest for the trees because as a performer, we're only looking at our own right. tree right. and we're always so close to it that we can't see further. Yeah. But when you start to work the other sides of the business, of whatever you're in, you start to realize, okay, well, if I do this the yeah. right way, then I can capitalize on and make myself more of a draw and you know make have more of an opportunity to do the thing I love to do and so on and so forth. Which yeah, it can only help brilliant. you. It reminds me of when we had uh, Nyla here, mm-hmm. and she was saying, you know, take every opportunity you can to learn about, you know, things that aren't just performing. Yeah, yeah. everything. It was great advice. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's very smart. And that's what I've done, and that's what I've been able to allow me to, you know, to continue to survive in the, in the wrestling business for as yeah. long as I have. Because I've not just had to, you know, even with WWE at that time, mm. you know, I, I had opportunities to be a, com- a commentator. I watched yeah. how they did the production and you know, it allowed me to become a producer for, you know, Impact Wrestling and, you know, and, and helped me to train the performers when I was part of, you know, head of their developmental uh, division to better train the performers that yeah. went up. So, you know, um, I can't encourage people enough to whatever they're pursuing, if they, if they really want to know it, to learn every aspect they can possibly learn. Um, and and it, like I said, if at some point in time, everybody's in-ring career is going to come to an end and you know uh, for wrestlers much like you know for football players because mm-hmm. they have a big issue uh, and they to the point to where the NFL started instituting a program where they're teaching the players uh, quite honestly how to have a life not being an NFL football yeah player. I mean it's an adjustment it's it's a huge adjustment especially when you know I was just listening on the radio and this lady was um, her whole family she's got 33 family members um, 
uh, her dad was Jim Jim Marr, I think, played for the Detroit Lions. Okay. And her uncle did, and her cousin, and they had 33 family members who played for the NFL. Wow. So uh, her, she had her kid, and you know she enrolled him in Little League football at four years old. Right. They had, a, had a program where they are already playing full contact football at four years old, right? My word. So she's like, yeah, he's going to be an NFL player. Well, this kid's going to be dedicated from four years on mm-hmm. to being the pursuit of being on the field playing football. Yep. When that career comes to an end, which it will, what's he going to do? Then right. Yeah. You know, how's he going to be able to adjust? And, and you know, uh, and that was my hope that that, uh, by creating the trade school, I could give them skills that they could still function even outside the I think that's very smart, so. very smart, because I feel like, you know, you know, a lot of younger people assume that, you know, once they're, you know, done doing the, 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 the main the main event, then something's going to be handed to them. Yeah. You know, and it probably isn't. You know, or, or if they even think about it at all. Oh, yeah. You know. If it's even crossed their mind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, the correlation between stand-up comedy and wrestling, I mean, stand-up comedy, you're one of two things. You're either the thing that's filled the house or you're one of the things that helped fill the house. Right. No, our third option. Same with wrestling. You're either the guy or the thing that sold tickets and filled the building or you're one of the things that helped. There is no third option. Yeah. yeah. You know, and when your time, uh, you know, uh, and Marty told me the story when Vince was having a conversation with Jake Roberts, who was like a genius. As in Jake the Snake. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, and Jake's making an appeal to, to stay in the ring and, yeah. and be a part of the company. And, and Vince is like, I'm sorry. He says, well, you know, you know, it's no different than you get done with a good book. What do you do with it? Put it on the shelf. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm sorry. And no matter how good you are, at some point it comes to an end. Yeah. And you've got to be able to have some kind of skill that you can reinvent yourself and then still be an asset within that business if you want to stay in there. Yeah, and that's definitely a key to reinvent yourself. That's, yeah. that's a big deal. Uh, and, and very difficult for a lot of people to swallow that and say, okay, well, I'm so used to being in front of the camera. Well, it's, you know, uh, for anybody, an athlete or a performer, you know, I think uh, it's one thing to come to grips with your mortal death. You know, it's easier to come to grips with that than it is to come to your, your performance. Absolutely. Death. Yeah. You know, if, you know, it's something that, especially things of this nature, you've got to be so passionate to mm-hmm. pursue it, um, you know, that you're pushing yourself and driving yourself all the time, and then now all of a sudden it's it's gone. Yeah. And where yeah. do you you know? And you still have to live. You got to right. figure out a way to function in life without that thing that you got up every morning chasing. So. And you got to find that passion to chase that something new. It's, yeah. And it's it's a, it's, it's a it's a mountain. Yeah, it's not easy. A lot of people no. a lot of people fail at it. You know, they yeah. they fall apart. So. Yeah, I I've been down that road. I was military a long time and. And I was a cop for a long time, and then I retired, and it was like, now what? Because that's your identity. Yeah, it yeah. literally was. Identity. Well, for you know, in modern society, that nobody asks. It, the first thing you have a conversation, they go, "Oh, well, what do you do?" Yeah, you know, yep. which always at dinner parties and all that. You know, when I go, "Well, I'm a wrestler," and they go, "Well, don't slam me," and I'm like, "Like, why would I?" It's, it's I not Bugs ju- Bunny. The, I was the just getting coming by. Was ding, just, ding, ding. I was just getting ready to clothesline you. Too. Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> What do you do for a living? Well, I sell cars. Don't try to sell me an automobile. Yeah. How ridiculous is that? You know what I mean? It's like, I like when people say I'm a dentist. I go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Can you take a look? Right here. Proctologist? Hang on. That's, that's not as bad as being in law enforcement, walking in somewhere in your uniform, and the first thing you hear is, I didn't do it. Yeah. I, we, we've heard it. We're done. Yeah. We're done with it. Yeah. Well, I don't care. <laughs> or how about I just shoot you now? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very. Thank you very much. Yeah. And believe me, we want to. Absolutely. <laughs> I have two brothers who are former police officers. They're both retired now. So I'm the only one in the family that ran away with the circus. Everybody else <laughs> has got a normal job and does normal things. What a what a hell of a career, though, man. I mean, you you literally kept alive something that wrestlers back in you know the the 60s and 70s going into the 80s they literally would go from territory to territory sure. they would run their their gambit there and then they would move on to the next territory yeah and, and like i look at your career at, at all the different agencies that you went through and i know like the intention probably wasn't all there to just travel from one to the other you probably were trying to find that 
that mainstream to just jump into, but you literally kept that that alive going. You you've experienced every big organization oh, in um, wrestling. If it's got a W in it and it's got three letters, I'm, I've that, been a part of it. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. You've you've worked with all the greats. I mean, I don't I don't think there's a single one you didn't work with. No. Um, uh, you you did meet Andre, right? Oh yeah. And uh, when you shook his hand. Did it blow your mind like it blew my mind? <laughs> Actually, the one guy I've all, and I always bring this up, um, uh, that I should, the one that freaked me out the most, because you know when you go to shake Andre's hand, I mean it's, it's yeah. literally like a lunchbox, just, yeah, <laughs> just encases yours. You know, I was nine when he shook my hand. His finger came up to my elbow. Yeah, I, <laughs> I love was like, that. <laughs> it's, he's, he's, he's enormous, big show too. I mean, he's got fingers. I've never like, met Paul. Sausages. Gotta I mean, be. Just incredible. He's over seven feet tall, right? He's, yeah. He's, I think, yeah. He's a big dude. He's huge. Uh, but, um, uh, and the great Kali, too. He's just enormous people. But the one is, um, God, I can't remember his name now. Out in Oklahoma. And when I, Danny Hodge. And you meet him. Danny's only five, five, seven, five, eight. And he's, he's an older man. You know, he's older now. He's probably, 80 years old so he he looks so such so nice yeah and he has such incredible grip in his hand that when you shake it it's so disturbing because you wow. can feel like if he wanted to like he could just and he, he, all the bones in your hand would just shatter he, <laughs> he could take a pair of pliers and just squeeze them and bust them he wow squeak crush apples with his hand i mean it, <laughs> They say he's got like extra tendons. I don't know what he has, but it is the freakiest thing. Every time right. I'll, I'd see him, he'd come to Raw or whatever when we'd, we'd run shows there, and he'd come in, and I, I'm like, oh, I gotta shake his hand. <laughs> and you go to shake it, and it's just unnerving knowing that at any minute, like, he could just, just take it off. That's yeah. great. Was he like particularly uh, built or just kind of average? No, he's actually small. He's, he's a small guy. He was a. He was a uh, in, very successful amateur wrestler. He was a very successful uh, professional wrestler. And um, then he hung drywall. I mean, how do you get hands? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, um, and he was a Golden Gloves boxer. Um, but the, just the, the inhuman strength of his hand is, wow. is incredible. I, there's, there's a story about there was a bunch of young football players because he owned a bar, and they were like some of the other wrestlers were the professional wrestlers were in town, and this one big guy was you know running his mouth and. You know, ah, that stuff's fake, blah, blah, blah. And so Danny just casually walked around the bar and said, how are you doing, young man? And they shook his hand. He just went, <laughs> and the guy dropped right to his knees. I love that. Danny put the sleeper on him, and he went right out. That was like <laughs> that quick. I love what it. What a peach. I, I love, love that. I love it. <laughs> just, and he just, I would, I would do yeah. that to everybody all the time. <laughs> all the time. I, uh, I, I was training at the police academy. Um, I was one of the instructors uh, for Orange County. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had this young kid, and we were talking about the big packet of nerves that are on the side of your leg. Yeah. Right? And I was explaining that if that's stimulated hard enough, you can knock someone out. And the kid goes, bullshit. Well, I showed him. And I said, when he wakes up, let him know what happened. <laughs> 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 but I love Did that, though. you ever have though. to taser people? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I, I've I, got so many taser stories. Not done on me, but me talking people into taking one. Well, it's just awesome. I've, I've taken the ride. It's yeah, I've been no tased. Way. No way. It's, it's not as bad as you think. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, that's what people say to get you to do things yes. that you don't want to do. They go, ah, I would be bad. tased so, 10 times before uh, OC again. So okay. I'm glad you said that. So we brought our taser in. <laughs> <laughs> again, I don't, do, I don't take it. I convince others to do it. Yeah. So. It's, it, I, I, it, it disturbs you on the way it feels because it's just so weird. It's that, you know, that. It's like static or something. Yeah, like I literally, like, you remember the, the TVs with the vertical hold right. and the static? Like, I saw that in my eyes. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. My brother was on the board of directors for Taser International out in Phoenix. So they invited me out to do for some charity uh, motorcycle ride. So oh. came out, and uh, um, all the women there are like, oh, you got to take a Taser. You know, oh, we did, we did. And I'm like, I don't care. And they're like, we're girls. I'm like. You also have children. I can't do that either. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't buy that you guys are the weaker sex thing at all. Just remember, my wife almost knocked me out with a punch. So, Which was awesome. Yeah. Uh, 
I get soul static that night too. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> like but, especially when you're talking about your teeth weren't clenched. I like I felt yeah. that because I've been hit like that four mm. times. I mean, yeah. They showed a video. It was it was an enormous longhorn steer, just and it was just jacked. It was like, yeah. like this of steers. Right. And they reached the fence and shot it, and it stiffened up so hard <laughs> it, it rolled, rolled over. Its so back great. And its legs hung in there. Tongue fell out. And then they, you know, you hear the taser go off, and it came up and just ran at the fence like. <laughs> and I'm watching. I'm it. gonna have to YouTube that because that sounds it's, amazing. It's the most insane thing. And they go, "You want to try that?" I'm like, "You're out of your mind." <laughs> no, that I is don't. no way to motivate me to do that. Yeah, that's the way to motivate me to get others to do it, but not me. Yeah. Brilliant. I mean, to carry it though, we had to take it. So I understand. You, yeah, I just we gotta understand. Well, we have well, to. Yeah. Could happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anything else you want to you, you want to promote while you're here? Yeah. Uh, gosh, I've got tons. Um, Good, by Lay all means, eyes. Lay, by all means. Well, let's see. I, uh, I'm co-owner of uh, Collar and Elbow, which is a wrestling clothing company. Oh, awesome! Um, you go to collarandelbowbrand.com. Well, shit, I've got three of your shirts. I didn't even know that was you. I didn't know that was <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. So we tried. I would have wore one today had I known that. Damn it! <laughs> try to create clothes for wrestling fans that you know. You don't have to walk into a room with, well, one, I mean, I'm a guy, so I don't want another guy's face on my shirt. Sure. That's kind of weird. Yeah. But, you know, and I don't want to walk into a room and everybody go, oh, you like wrestling, that's fake. And it's like, well, thanks, Angela Lansbury. How long did (laughs) you put the clues together? Wow. Spoiler alert. (laughs) You stunned me. I guess Santa's not real, too. (laughs) You're right. I didn't actually drive that guy's head into the cement. You're right. I didn't do that. I am shocked. Right. You really put it together, but <laughs> moron. Right. Um, I got a book out. It's on Amazon. Uh, it's called Self-Help. And it's awesome. I wanted it to be uh, life lessons I've learned how to take shit and make Shinola and other life lessons I've learned from wrestling. But they didn't want to. They didn't want to. They with that title. So no. it's called Self-Help. And some people actually have messaged me and they're like, so you're like giving life advice in the book? I'm like, no. That's, I mean, I do, <laughs> but it's from the stories of being on the road and being a part of, of wrestling. Um, so you can check that out. And uh, in Ohio Valley Wrestling, you know, we've got the trade school. We've got the uh, – we run events. We uh, actually are – we're running an event tonight in Louisville. Um, oh, awesome. Uh, we're partners with Impact Wrestling in uh, February 21st here in Lexington at the Ice Arena. Uh, we're having a big uh, – co-promoted event with Impact Wrestling and Ohio Valley Wrestling, and uh, um, I think that's, that might be it. Are you going to be at uh, Comic-Con? Any of the comic Con? I was just going to ask that. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's the other thing. I've got a comic book that's coming out. Uh, Shut up. No, seriously. That's no, awesome. Um, guy approached me, um, and uh, um, apparently, like, like, the idea He's contacted a lot of big name artists and a lot of big name um, story writers and all this yeah. stuff, and they all like, oh, we want to do it, we want to do it. Guys that were on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the guy that's doing the Game of Thrones comic book, literally put that on hold so he could do this. Um, so it'll be out uh, this year, um, the first issue, and then um, I'll be going around to all the different comic cons dude that's oh, great book, which i love going to the comic cons now they're, they're awesome yeah i mean that's where i first met you. yeah um are you going this year in march i might i uh, might because we're, we're going to be yeah. there so oh, yeah. i mean yeah yeah i might because it, it, i they bring me in as a guest to you know you know help to as an attraction and where i do best is when i don't go so often if yeah I, you know yeah that makes sense if i if i go a couple a year I usually take a, try and take a year off or two years and then go back. Sure. Because if I just keep going back and back, everybody's like, oh, you're here again. Hi, <laughs> yeah. hi, hi Virgil. How are there, you? There's a yeah. lot of those at the Comic-Con yeah, that I'm like, the, mm. They're mainstays. Jim, you know. Jim Cornette's there every year. Cornette's, I, I love Cornette's Jim, not just he's not just selling himself. Cornette's also selling comic books. I yeah. Mean, you know, when he was a kid, he bought a lot of very, very valuable right. comic books and baseball cards and all that stuff, and he – you know, because of his OCD, so meticulously taking care of everything. That, yeah. You know, he go, he, you go, and he, he's got some of the most rare comic books you could ever find. Yeah. You know, and they're in pristine condition. And, and he's another one that will tell you that wrestling is dangerous. 
Oh, oh yeah, yeah. His uh, his matches, uh, especially against the Road Warriors, when he was up on that ladder, oh, oh, uh, and he fell, blew both knees out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, both at the same time. They just went. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So yeah, wrestling's wrestling's uh, it, it, it's it's a performance, but it's not fake. <laughs> <laughs> These guys hurt themselves. No, they, they they do. You know that is not a trampoline or a mattress. Like right. A it's oh, they put a microphone underneath the thing, so you. Okay, but it's still wood. They're jumping <laughs> on. <laughs> Two by twelves over a steel frame. What about this much padding? Yes, that's the extent of it. So, and well, you know how to land. Yeah, I do. Right, it still hurts. Right, <laughs> still, still an impact. Yeah. It's not the fall that hurts. It's the sudden stop, stop. at the bottom. It'll, it'll do it to you every time. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, like you have to figure out how to land where it doesn't hurt at all. But that hasn't happened. So, um, no. Um, any final thoughts? Well, you can follow me on social media. I'm on I'm the real Al Snow because there were some fakes. Oh, great. Um, and usually I'll just message him and go, like, if you're going to fake being a celebrity, I mean, put the bar higher. Like, <laughs> right. What are you doing? No. <laughs> Seriously? Like, Dude. of all the celebrities you could possibly believe, you chose me, not George Clooney, not Brad Pitt, not, you know, I'm going to be Al Snow. Well, that's really going to get Sorry, you. Sorry, man. Sorry, man. You're, you're very well liked. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you just I get a kick out of it. I just, like, I'd be Neil Armstrong or something. He's dead. He's not going to message you. He's not going to see him on Twitter. Wait. I'm the most famous now. I'm the most famous guy from Lima, Ohio. And the only reason I am is because I outlived Phyllis Diller and uh, uh, Hugh Downs. Oh, wow. Yeah, did did, you, did they put you on the, the, the no, little welcome to? No. They need to. Yeah. We'll petition that. We'll get a thing going. be the home of head. Yeah. <laughs> well, everybody needs it's a little head. There's not much else that Lima will be famous for, but just that. Yeah. <laughs> this is where head was born. This is where head was born. <laughs> yeah. Brandy, you got anything? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. She, I don't know. she wanted to hand it to her at that point. <laughs> I mean. Throw it right over to her. You know, um. I don't know. You, you don't I'm know. very uncomfortable now. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that I do that to you. It's too bad you don't have a hood to go. Oh, I do. Oh, you do? All right. Good. Just... Slink away. Good. Slink away. There it is. All right. Should disassociate. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go home and have a conversation with them and explain about you being so catty. So. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. I'm just trying to get the, the pronoun straight. That's just they. 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 Them. They yep. don't like being called it. I'll no. That. No, it's so. bad. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been so much fun. Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me. Nah, dude, we'll have you back anytime, too. Anytime you, anytime you want to talk about anything, whatever, you're more than welcome to come back. We'd love to have you. Well, it's fantastic. <laughs> we loved it. Um, loved having you on here. the video and if, if you like the, the show make sure you throw a like down there somewhere there should be a like and uh there's a subscribe button over here and hit the bell and hit the bell yeah ring the bell and uh you know check us out man stay in touch with us we're always putting out videos every week and uh it should be a lot of fun right write us letter write us brain write us the man <laughs> thanks guys yeah So bad. Well, you know, we're we're making you laugh. That's, that's I know. That's I'm trying to. I'm like, <laughs> like trying to like knock those back eyes. <laughs>